welcome to La Vida Las Vegas podcast. We're two physical therapists living the life in Las Vegas. I'm Dr. Erica. And I'm Dr. Joe. We created this podcast for two reasons. First, to connect the healthcare, wellness, and fitness communities in Las Vegas. And second, to highlight all the amazing people we've met along the way. Thank you for listening. And remember to take care of yourself. Today's guest is our very own Erica Wong. We talk about her moving across the country for PT school, why she moved to Vegas, and her career path to becoming a PT. Welcome to La Vida Las Vegas podcast, Erica. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, my name is Erica Wong. I am a physical therapist, and I've been in Las Vegas for about two years, a little over two years. I grew up in California. And spent most of my life in California until I got into grad school in Georgia. So spent some time in Georgia, and then now I'm here. So when you first went to Georgia for grad school, what did you think? I had a lot of misconceptions about other parts of the country. So I, I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area. And I'd have to say I lived in a little bit of a bubble. I had done a little bit of traveling, uh, before I went to grad school. So I went to, um, I lived in Mexico for a little bit, traveled to Japan. So a couple international trips prior to that, but I hadn't been out to the South and it was my first time. And they did a road trip from San Francisco. And then we went basically to, I didn't want to say the Grand Canyon was our first step, our first stop. Then we went into Albuquerque, then into Dallas, Texas, to New Orleans, and then right into Georgia. So that was a that was a fun experience. I think if you if you haven't done a cross country road trip, I think it's definitely worth it. You got to do it with somebody that you you like to spend some time with, and and or have some podcasts or books uh, on Audible or something. Lots of music on, on and ready. But I thought it was phenomenal. You get to see a lot of the country, and see all the cool things that this country has. You know, there's, there's lots of culture, lots of beautiful outdoor things to do, and it was just fun. It was I, it's fun because you get to talk to people about what kind of experiences you had going to those different places. Like for for example, New Orleans. It's just it's another place. You know, it's like we think about Vegas, and Vegas is known for you know flashy lights, but it's a different type of glam and glitz, you know? So you can go to New Orleans and it's, it's a little bit more of a hom- homogenous type of culture, right? It's, it's very Southern. It's, you know, you have different types. I was actually talking to someone recently about there's a difference between Creole and, and Cajun. And he was telling me all the differences about different, different regional cuisines in Louisiana. And he's like, we don't even know what people are doing down in, you know, North, North Louisiana. And so it's, it's cool. You know, you get to talk to people about, you know, different things and, you get to experience some of that, and I definitely go back back to New Orleans. I'd say, but going going into my time in grad school, I, I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to eat vegetables. So you thought Georgia didn't have vegetables? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to be able to eat any vegetables when I'm out there. And I brought, so I I grew up you know, with with a lot of Chinese roots. I'd say, like 
I'm very used to having these things available to me in Asian grocery stores. So I brought a whole box full of, you know, different sauces and things I wouldn't think I would be able to get. Come to Georgia and, you know, there are tons of, a ton of diversity, which first of all, it blew my mind. I was just so surprised about, you know, the surrounding area in Georgia and Atlanta. There's just a huge Korean population, Vietnamese, Chinese, you know, actually even like Southern American, you know, Mexicans, like you, you name it, you can find it in Atlanta, just a little bit further distances. But there's pockets of areas where, I mean, I would go to some of the Korean grocery stores in Atlanta, in Atlanta I'm just like, this is insane. It's like the, the real estate in some of those Asian grocery stores is as big as a Walmart. Actually, oh, yeah. even bigger than a Walmart. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that was a big culture shock to me in some senses because I was like, man, I thought I was going to be just alone in the South by myself with, you know, just being able to go to Walmart. But, you know, it's your perceptions can be changed very quickly. So it was fun. You know, I... I I can't say all the good things that we that I loved about Georgia. There's a lot, just so much good memories, I'd say. So what made you want to become a physical therapist or what path did you take? I'd say I wanted to be a physical therapist since I was in middle school. That's just from a, an injury and I ended up seeing a chiropractor actually uh, during that time and he was kind of kind of the sports medicine guy in our in our community, so he introduced me to it and I ever since then he was like you should be a PT is what he told me I said okay and so I basically followed that career path and and as I went into undergrad I did some like student athletic training at the time too so he was deciding between athletic training and physical therapy and I'd say that the athletic training definitely shaped a lot of my you know experiences but also I like made my best friends in that program so I'd say that was probably some of the coolest coolest memories that we had. You get to work in a team environment, people in all different types of sports. So you get a lot of exposure for for different types of athletics, and you know some of the sports you never I've never heard of before, like crew. I'd never heard of that, and hadn't heard of lacrosse or field hockey. So things like or water polo, I, what else? Diving. Like there's lots of things I just wasn't exposed to. Um, in my community in high school growing up. So it was really cool to be able to, to branch out and, and see the different types of movements and injuries involved in different types of sports and you know, what, what you commonly see. So it was a ton of great experience. And after that, I graduated undergrad, spent some time studying abroad for a little bit. And then I didn't go to back to school for a while. Definitely a competitive, and I, I'd say I had a little bit too much fun in grad school or in undergrad. You know, whether it's I just wanted to do too many things. I was super social slash I wanted to play every I am or intramural sports possible, and I just had a, a huge network. So I just really loved college. It was great, but in that the negative of that is I didn't do so well in school. So it took me some time, but finally got into grad school, and you know. That's 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 the the pathway. So why Las Vegas then? So I grew up going to Vegas pretty often. So we would have basketball tournaments here. I've gone to Vegas many times in my early twenties, just you know, going out having fun with friends. But I had a clinical out here several years ago, and 
just really enjoyed it. I had a friend out here who is my college roommate who was living here at the time and we got to have a lot of fun together. So we would go hiking, we'd go camping and we would basically just go, go after work and when she had her day off cause she's a nurse or she, she is a nurse um, at the time working out here. So I would be done at like two thirty or so and we would go out in the afternoon and go hiking and or I would play volleyball. Just, just lots of lots of fun things out here to do. So that, and then I convinced you to come out here as well. So I'd say that it was closer to California than it is Georgia. So it's easy to get in and out of with uh, Las Vegas. And I really enjoyed being outside. And we we did a little bit of that in Georgia, like going out and hiking and doing all that stuff. But I think Georgia has a lot more densely populated area. So if you want to get anywhere, it's a lot tougher to to drive 10 miles, taking like an hour and a half to get places in in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. like the accessibility of Vegas. Yeah. So other than those activities you mentioned, what do you do to spend your time in Vegas? So like, I I feel like it's a common theme on our, what it would like to spend our time in Vegas, but definitely like hiking, climbing. We mentioned canyoneering. I also like playing volleyball. So I play sand volleyball or, or grass volleyball and, that's been super fun. It's funny because I grew up loving basketball. I played, the basketball was my sole sport that I just loved. And I played volleyball just kind of just for fun or whatever. And that wasn't my main focus. But it's funny as my body changes and my athleticism changes, now volleyball is probably a little bit more injury friendly I'd say so I I can play volleyball a little bit it's easier on my body in some senses but I ended up loving playing volleyball so now I just like can if I can can play it's sunny day or something it's nice to be able to be outside and build a a nice community out here playing volleyball yeah it's it's kind of amazing how many uh like sub communities there are of different things out here in Vegas that are uh you can be a part of like there are of course, like groups of people who go hiking and volleyballs and all that, but we've had some people we've talked to, and they've met a lot of their friends just through doing that meetup. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's how I met a lot of my volleyball friends is from meetup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's a, a good way to meet people out here, I think, for sure. I've heard several people have success with that. Yeah, and there's lots of, you know, whatever you're into, you can look it up on meetup and there it is like if you like magic cards or something you want to play magic like you can go look up on meetup and find a huge community out here just whatever you're interested in doing it's it's a it's a great way to meet people mm-hmm. so it's one thing i was really surprised at coming out to vegas so since you went here several times when you were growing up so you were a little bit more familiar with it uh, until we went to that friend's wedding i had never been here and knew nothing of what to expect but one thing i was really impressed with was how good the food was here and different types of food that are good. So what are some of the restaurants that you would say that are some of your favorites out here? There's so many good restaurants. And I feel like we haven't been able to explore every amount of restaurants out here. Like there are probably hundreds of restaurants in Chinatown. And if you went to each restaurant in Chinatown, you would be, you wouldn't be able to do that in a year. Every day, if you did that, I don't think you'd be able to do that. So I'd say that we have a, I have a limited experience with it, I'd say, with, with dining, because once we find a place, we tend to stick with it, mm-hmm. with some creatures of habits, but we do kind of venture out and try new things, but as far as favorite restaurants go, 
I do love an all-you-can-eat place on uh, on Eastern. It's called Daisho. D-A-I-S-H-O. They have a phenomenal miso cod, which is uh, you can only get one per order. And they also have this garlic, uh, this like garlic white, is it white, super white? Super white tuna. And it has this like garlic soy sauce thing that's delicious. And other nigiri and rolls are really good too, but those are my favorite dishes there. And I say that it's very consistent with, with how fresh it is. So that's another one. Hand-pulled noodles is also really abundant here, which is great because hand-pulled noodles, there's nothing like, for me, noodles are such a comfort food that I love, just any type of noodle. So magic noodles, probably another one of my favorites, even though we haven't been there in a while. So a lot of Asian food, I'd say, is my favorites. There's some great Thai places too, but you really, it's just the, it's the diversity of food. But for one, I can get some backlash from this, but I'd say the Mexican food here is a little different than California's Mexican food, and I'm a little partial to California's variety of Mexican food, but we can have a debate about that another time. Yeah, I think there are, there are probably a lot more hidden spots that uh, we could find as well, uh, but there's a, a chain out here called Roberto's that's pretty amazing. Uh, for just like regular tacos and burritos. Oh yeah. I unfortunately I have a have a gold standard of a breakfast burrito that I love in San Francisco. That is my comparison to everything. So I have unfortunately some high standards. So speaking of food, what is your favorite cheat meal then? Cheat meal. I love noodles, as I mentioned. That's probably one thing. So anything related to noodles, I probably just love. Uh, secondly, would probably be a cheese Danish. There are also another standards of the cheese Danish, but like a cream. So it's like a, a pastry with a cream cheese filling. It can have some fruit on it. So that's probably my advice, along with a donut probably. So I guess three of those meals are... Was All the, my cheat meals. Was the best cheese Danish still in Miami? Oh, man. Yeah. So Miami, I went, so I've been to Miami two or three times, right? I'd say probably two or three times, but Joe found this place in Miami that has a guava, no, it was a strawberry, a strawberry cheese Danish from this cafe in Coconut Grove, right? Might have been it. It's the best thing I've ever eaten. Man, that thing was so delicious. <laughs> but yes, I love the bakeries in... Like, Miami has some great food too. And so we just love food in general. So I feel like anytime we get to try something delicious, it's always a good time. For sure. So what's something that you've learned that you wish you knew sooner? Something I've learned that I wish I knew sooner. This is a great question, even though I ask this question to people all the time. I think I just something that I'm just coming to realize is just things take take longer than you want it to sometimes, and patience is a virtue in some. And so I think that you can you can think that we have a decent amount of patience in general, but I think if we can all be more present in general with things and myself included, I can do a better job about being present and, you know, trying to do one thing at a time and being focused and 
is something that's just going to be very helpful. So I'd say patience and focus is, is something I come to respect and know that it takes that amount of, amount of effort to do something that you want to do well. What's something you commonly see in your practice that you wish more people knew? I wish that more people knew about these cheese danishes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I think, again, I think there's a lot of things that we fight in our inner, inner self is that there's an excuse for something or like there's a reason why you're not doing something. But I think it's we, we have the capability to do something even though we're against all the odds of whatever it may be, whether it's like the weather sucks or, you know, COVID happened or, you know, there's, there's things that we can do about it and being, knowing that we have a lot of things are under our control and, the, and being able to recognize that things, that things aren't always in our control, but the things that we can control can make, and can have a big impact in your life. And again, there are tons of things that we can't control. But the things that you can control is the way that you think about things and the things that what's going on in between your head is, is essentially where I'm getting at. So being able to have a strong mind is probably one of the most important things that um, we can do for ourselves in terms of how we look at things and what things that we can control and how we, the outlook that we have on uncertain activities or events that happen. So what's something you've been working on professionally, personally, physically, mentally, in general, that you're excited about? I can name them specifically. So physically, I've been working out a decent bit, working on a lot of upper body stuff. So that's that's been fun. For, for me, just working on all of my upper body strengths, whether that's pull-ups and muscle-ups and all those fun things involved. And I'd say doing, doing more CrossFit type of activities, it's been really fun for me to work on these skills. I think that's just so fun, is working on skills that you're not good at, even though there are certain days where you're like, man, I, I'm not good at this workout or I'm not good at this movement. But actively working on it has been more fun than I guess I would anticipate because there are always like an apprehension of damn it I'm gonna have to do these pull-ups which I can I can't do like three or four of them max right and then but I'm still working on it right and then I have to again going back to that patience thing and figuring out that focus of being able to recognize like all right I can do these and you can break it down in your head like hey I can do four of these out of 20. So I'm just do five sets of four, right? There's just like things that you can do. You're going to break up task and doing it by slowly working on each individual thing. And then you just put one foot in front of the other and there you go. You just completed the task. Uh, as far as mentally, something I'm working on is working on my mental toughness. I think that's another thing that inherently is just realizing, I think I'm just speaking for everything is being able to 
know what you can control and what you can't and being okay with the, sh- the stress levels that are associated with everything that's going on in everybody's life. You know, we all are going through something one way or the other that's, you know, challenging. And, and I think being able to compartmentalize that, you know, it's everything is okay and creating some gratitude for yourself and realizing how, how fortunate we can be and things that we do have. And, you know, un- un- unfortunate events do happen, you know, and just being able to look at it and say, hey, I'm thankful for, for what I do have and things that we um, can appreciate in general. And then as professionally working on some more content for this next upcoming year, really diving into kind of the pregnancy and postpartum stuff. And then really excited to kind of launch some of this new stuff in the beginning of the year. So look out for that and working um, with some colleagues on some of that stuff. So really looking forward to launching that for, for the next year. So how can people find you? So we are on Instagram, White Wong PT, and Facebook, White Wong PT Vegas. Email me at Erica. E-R-I-C-A at whitewongpt.com. And again, anytime anybody has questions, you know, want to you know, learn a little bit more, you know, we're always uh, looking out for, you know, local businesses and local health practitioners. So we always like to get together with folks. So we uh, just like to be in the community in general. All right. Very good. Thanks for your time. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for listening to La Vida Las Vegas podcast. We hope you enjoyed the time with our guests as much as we did. It would help us out so much if you could share, subscribe, or review our podcast or any combination of the three. Thanks again, and remember to take care of yourself.